Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Ponty Rugby Show here on GTFM. It's great to have you with us. I'm Gitto Davis of the club's media team, hosting the show that brings you all the news, views and interviews from Pontypridd RFC. The new season is now well underway with two rounds of the new Indico Premiership Cup having been played. Ponty faced a tough trip up to Blaina Gwent last Saturday to face an in-form Ebbuville team and went down to a 16 points to 6 defeat in what was a very physical and hard-fought contest. We'll have a review of the Premiership Cup action and results in the news round item with our correspondent Grace Reynolds. Our special guest this week will be Dan Godfrey, a former player of distinction who has for the past four years or so taken on the vital role of team manager. We get an insight into that role, look back at the pandemic lockdown period and how it affected the club and assess the Ponty squad and performances with Dan later on. Well worth a listen. Let's kick off then by going over to Grace Reynolds for the news round update. The Indigo Premiership Cup tournament is now beginning to take shape with two rounds of games played so far. This was a new competition introduced by the WRU directly as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, with a view to minimising the travel demands on Premiership clubs, which was the reason for the split into East and West pools. The fact that North Wales club RGC has been included in the Eastern pool of course means that extensive travel will be involved for the other clubs up to Colwyn Bay. Ponty have a record of played 2, won 1, lost 1 in the Premiership Cup so far, leaving them on 4 points and in 5th position. The defeat up at Eberville last Saturday was a disappointing one, albeit at a venue that has always proved difficult in the past. The encounter was a feisty and very physical one, in which Ponty attempted to increase the tempo of their game and to counter-attack, but were too often closed down by the home defence. Eberville led by 6 points to nil at the interval. Their points kicked by former Ponty outside half Lewis Williams, who also added another kick in the second period. Ponty's points came from the boot of Ben Burnell, with two successful penalties, but at a point in the game when Ponty seemed to be gaining superiority, Ebu struck back with the only try of the game scored by their centre, Dom Franchi. The Steel Men of Gwent held out to claim victory by 16 points to 6. Ebuville now the only team with a 100% record in the eastern section of the Premiership Cup, having won narrowly away at Merthyr the previous weekend and now top the pool table on eight points. The other results from the weekend just gone saw Newport claim a close fought 23 points to 20 home win over Cardiff on Friday evening, whilst on Saturday Merthyr posted a 37 points to 29 victory over visitors RGC. The North Walians are the only team without a win so far and bottom of the table. In the western section of the competition, Aberavon are the form team with two bonus point wins, while second place Landovery are also on a two-match winning run. Swansea prop up the table with a zero points return. The two games played by Ponty winning at home against Newport and losing away to Ebervale have proved to be hard-fought and very physical encounters. Inevitably, there have been early season injuries picked up amongst the squad, Locke James Little was forced off against Newport with a shoulder joint damage, as was number 8 Joe Miles with a head knock that will require him to undergo the concussion protocol. Flanker Richard has meanwhile been sidelined with a groin strain picked up in training. 
Another victim of possible concussion in the defeat at Eberville last Saturday was debutant number eight Sam Evans, who will undergo further assessments this week. Ponty have given senior debuts to a number of locally produced young players in the two competitive games played so far. The likes of props Lloyd James from Taftswell, Tom Harper from Mounting Ash, hooker Yai Morris from Murtha and back rower Sam Evans from Abercombe Boy. The policy of introducing these exciting young talents at the semi-professional level is one that bodes well for the future at Pontypridd RFC. In a bid to claim a second win of the campaign and to climb up the Premiership Cup pool rankings, Pontypridd will host arch valley rivals Murtha at the House of Pain this coming Saturday the 2nd of October. The game, which will require no cosmetic surgery to sell it as a prime sporting event, will kick off at 2.30pm. Thank you, Grace. On to our main feature in this week's show, as Ponty team manager Dan Godfrey joins us as our special guest. Well, Dan, thanks for joining us on uh, the Ponty Rugby Show. Um, you've been team manager a few years now, 2017 when you finished playing. Would you yeah. say the role is getting easier, harder? Has it changed a lot during that time? It's, oh, it's a good question. Um, when it comes to certain things, uh, I've got a routine now. So, like the day-to-day running of, of the club, of, of what's what expected of a team manager, my phone is going uh, every minute of every day. Um, so, so, I've come to terms with that. Um, behind the scenes is is challenging with, with with lots of things going on behind the scenes, but it's it's just great to be involved with the club. We've got a, we've got a good coaching uh, setup behind the scenes, um, good group of players, and it's yeah I, I enjoy I enjoy enjoy the role very much enjoy the role. The essentials. Stressful on times, though. <laughs> well, I can imagine. That. I was going to ask, what, you know, what are the essentials of the role? Obviously, you, you organise, I suppose, coach travel, organise training sessions. Have you got to be a bit of uh, an agony aunt, you know, or a father figure for the players as well? Very much so. Obviously, I'm a go between between the coach, the coaches, and and the players. So I liaise with the players, give them the, the training schedules and the, the game timings organise things behind the scenes, liaising with the club directors. Um, got a very close relationship with uh, with Justin and tr- trying to run the rugby side as professionally as we, we possibly can. Um, everyone is pulling in the right direction and, and the club on the rugby, the club's on the on the way up from the from the rugby point of view. Agniant, counsellor, <laughs> father figure, they're just three things I can think of off the top of my head. What I am uh, to to some of the players, um, some of the questions still still throw me. I had a player I won't mention any names. Text me two hours before a game. A dog's allowed into Sardis Road. Yeah. Um, so it, it's curveballs like that that, <laughs> that I don't expect. And uh, yeah, it's it's never a dull moment. Put it that way. I, I, my my wife sometimes gives me the eyes and and and, and gives me the glare because I'm on my phone twenty four seven because part and parcel with the role. Yeah, but uh, it, it can be quite an enjoyable enjoyable role. It's plenty. Well, it's got plenty of ups and it's got plenty of downs. Put it that way. Well, we've started back up again now. Um, you know, playing rugby. But if you cast an eye back on the past eighteen months or so, the pandemic and the lockdowns. 
difficult period for everyone. Were you keeping in touch with the squad throughout that time, you know, or was it just that everything was just gone and forgotten? There was no um, rugby going on? It, it was a bit of a balancing act. I kept in contact. We've got a squad squad group um, that I liaise with all the players with, so I kept, kept in contact with there. But it, it was, in some sense, nice to have a bit of downtime and it was important for the players to have a bit of downtime as well so they could focus on their families or anything that they had been involved with their lives. And that's the same for the coaches and everyone involved with the club. So we'd, I'd have contact a couple of times a month with them. We'd send out training programmes, uh, checking on the welfare of the players and just, just keeping tabs that, that everything was ticking along okay. We did have one or two uh, welfare gatherings just to make sure that everyone was okay uh, following obviously COVID procedures. And we've gone from there. So as soon as we had the green light to start training, um, all the players were and the coaches and manager were ready to go and started back really as if as if we'd never been away. You talked about welfare there. You know, on a personal note, uh, I know you, you're a teacher and you teach children with special requirements and also your wife is a frontline NHS worker. So the, the pandemic and the lockdowns must have quite, been quite difficult for you as well. Yes, it, we didn't stop working. I didn't stop going into school and my wife being, being frontline, she didn't stop going going into work. That and having a young family as well was was a challenge because of homeschooling, etc. And and being a juggling act, but both both my my setting, my school and, and my wife's um setting were very accommodating with that. And um thank goodness, because it would have been a hell of a challenge if not, because obviously we couldn't call upon grandparents because they were isolating. So it was it, it was a very difficult difficult time. It, it, it was a challenge. It was very much a challenge. Yeah, a difficult time for everyone. I, I thought it was poignant um, before the Newport game two weeks ago. The well, a minute silence, but a roll call of those who passed away during the pandemic. You know, just brought it home, putting everything into context. Really, uh, the playing of rugby is only a little bit of our lives. You know, and uh, there are more important things. That's for definite. Yeah. Uh, as we were coming out of the pandemic, the squad had to be rebuilt, really, because a lot of high-profile players departed, you know, the likes of Alex Weber and David Lockyer, Gary Williams. I think it was calculated between them. They had over 800 collective appearances for Ponty, so that, that left a huge gap in the squad. How did you go about then starting to rebuild the squad? First of all, it's going to be difficult replacing players of that calibre who have been with Ponty. Ponty stalwarts for, for so many years, but one door closes, another door opens. So we can't, we couldn't sit back. The coaching staff couldn't sit back and dwell on it. We had, we had to be very proactive uh, during during this time off and seeing what what players out there, what players would best fit and suit the Ponty the Ponty mould. Um, how would they fit into the environment? And obviously, there's there's, there's other factors. Uh, financial factors, travelling factors, lots of things. And we've assembled a squad that we think will be can be competitive this season and for the next couple of years. Very, very young squad. Um, and hopefully can, can do Ponty proud um, in the next, well, this season and, and, and on forward. And I think core to that recruitment was, uh, it's, it's an ongoing thing since... Uh as long as I can remember almost, that Ponty's got a special relationship with neighbouring clubs, local clubs, and 
you can bring in the youngsters, maybe the best crop of talent from these clubs and give them an opportunity at premiership level? Yes. When I took over the role in 2017, the end of 2017 or 2018, that's what I tried to do. I tried to have or to, to build relationships with with the local clubs and it was in contact with I'd say the majority of local clubs who, who could possibly feed into us or, or who could support us in in providing us with players and supporting us through through the, throughout the seasons. So it's in regular regular contact. And it's a very difficult situation because players can't just come from the lower divisions and slot straight in. It's got to be um they've got to build up to it. And some players become part of that journey and understand that journey and the clubbers understand it, the lower level clubs understand it as well, that they can't just turn up on a Tuesday and Thursday and expect to play on a on a Saturday. They, they could take two or three weeks to get to know our systems and when the coaches think they're ready, then they'll be able to blend them in. And it's it's a process we believe in in, in Pontian and I think we've seen how, how we can help us over the years. Uh, a prime example on the weekend, Sam Evans is number eight. Um, yeah. Abercrombie boy back rower ex Collicomoyth player and really thrown into the deep end he's known our systems he's come, he's come through we've bled him through pre-season but all of a sudden uh, an injury in the back row and he's thrown in and he done a sterling job in his first out being very very nervous before the game but um, he didn't. He done very very well and I think it bodes well for, our, for, for him and our competition in the back row for, for the future yeah I was looking at the two props that we've utilised in those first two games, youngsters. Uh, Lloyd James is from Tafswell via Beather and Tom Harper from Mount Dinash. And to be pitched in at Premiership level, you know, against hardened opponents, Newport and Ebbovale were both, you know, very seasoned forward units. It's asking a lot yeah. of these young boys to, to go into battle in circumstances like that. Yeah, it's, and that's, that's right across the board. Um, we've also got, don't forget, Carly in the back row, Sean Parry, still a youngster, Joe Miles, um, Sam Evans. You've got the props, you've got Tom Devine, as also we've used. We've got Yayan uh, yeah, Morris, Pumpy in the, as a hooker. We've got a couple of old heads, but we've got a, a very big sprinkling of, um, of youngsters which, which have been thrown in the deep end. And, and as we say, as the coaches, they're either going to sink or swim. And at the moment they're swimming and, and, and do it, doing well. They do they're doing well. Yeah. They're learning, learning week by week, learning what Ponty's about. And I think they, they're actually enjoying enjoying the process. It's been two very physical encounters, as I said, Newport and Ebu. Close fought, you know, uh, one narrow win, one narrow defeat away on Saturday up at Ebu. So do you think the squad it's early days, I appreciate that, but can you see it gelling together as as you had hoped and um the things will progress from here yeah as we know it's not an easy league especially this, these first six games we've got apart from I'd say Aberavon these are probably going to be the strongest sides we're going to play so there's no easy encounters first two games are physical the next two games are going to be equally as physical if not more physical against our some of our close rivalries in, as in Merthyr and, and Cardiff so the boys know we've got a front dip we've got a very we've got a good close-knit squad and as we've said, there's been a change of the guard, lots of new faces, lots of new voices. And we're on a, we're on a journey. We're on the start of a journey with a new young crop of players. And we've got to be patient. But I, 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 me, myself and the coaches are confident these, these players can come through. But it's, it's, we're going to, it's going to be ups and downs. But we know that's, uh, that's part and parcel of the journey for Ponipri.fc. Um, 
sometimes we, we ride in that wave, but sometimes the waves come crashing down as they did on the weekend. But we've got to pick ourselves back up now for for Merthyr on the weekend and uh, we lie out to try and iron out a few problems or the, the few areas to improvement now tomorrow and Thursday and uh, looking forward to Merthyr on home on Saturday. Looking back, you know, as a player, you made 270 appearances for Ponty and a very successful era. It was still semi-professional as it is today before these youngsters that we've talked about now. Do you think it's a different environment that they coming into now than it was 10 years ago uh, when you were a player? First of all, it, it wasn't back in 2002-2003. They were academies, but not academies like they were now. So we would train, we would train with, with, for example, I come from Ebervale, so we, I would train with the Ebervale seniors. Ponte uh, Academy boys would train with, from, I believe, would train with Ponte Priest seniors, etc. So in 2003, when we came together, my belief was if, if it wasn't for the, the regionalisation, the majority of the players in these academy sites would have um, played professional rugby for one of the nine sides, be it when it was like a Philly, Ebervale, when they were all professional. For Ponte at that time, you had the likes of Davlockia, uh, Richard, there was lots of a big, big sprinkling of players who, who came through the old the, the old academy ranks. So now, when, unfortunately, if you're in, in the academy at 16, 18, you could get dropped. It's very difficult. There's not many boys come to the age of 18, 19 that, that will get thrown into the academy system and they probably lost then. So they'd have to go and play their trade in local clubs, in college league etc or go and play in university and when they come back so it, it is different but the boys are just as dedicated it's, the rugby's different the rugby's different compared to what it was yeah. uh, what is it nearly 20 years ago the, the, the rugby's different and yeah that's, that's it yeah there's always an opportunity I suppose um, you know the either late starters or people who've been missed by the academies by the, the regional age group systems the Premiership will be a stage for them, you know, if they perform, then maybe that the opportunity will come even later in their career to go professional. Yeah, and I think that's one thing um, our court staff, especially Justin, is very, very good at doing. We expose these, these players to the Premiership stage and we've had a lot of players over the years come, come through the system, a play for Bonaparte, who've gone on as we know, for international honours, we've gone on to play for re- gone on to play regional rugby. I think we we had a very we had a good stepping stone. We put players in the shop window, and I think our brand of rugby is very entertaining, and it helps support players in in their journey or aspirations to get into a regional side. Um, and I think we do, we do that very very well. I think as as, as a club, Ponapreet Rugby do that very very well. Final question, and uh, it's a new format. The Welsh Rugby Union have introduced um, the Premiership Cup now to start off this season in Eastern Western pools. Then we go into a reduced league, you know, around Christmas and into the new year. Does that make a difference? Do you, maybe after the pandemic, possibly more important to play the games rather than win? Or have you still got your eye collectively in the squad, you know, on winning trophies this season? I think the name of the game is winning. We, we always have aspirations to be the best in the league, but we've got to be, we've got to be realistic as well. Um, you know, in what we've got, what, what we've got resources-wise, what we've got um, in regards to a budget, what we've got, the player pool, etc. So 
so we've got to be realistic. But what I what we can do is we can guarantee they'll have the best experience um, and best facilities, analysts, um, training experiences that we can we can possibly provide in Pontypridd, and the coaches do that, do a sterling job, and Dean Parsons doing the, the analyst analytical side of it as well. So we've we've fortunate that the boys who've come to us, for example, Brad Roderick, past comment within the first couple of sessions that. Because all the, anal- uh, the analytical side, we record each session, record the games, separate from the WIU as well, that how professional our, our training structure is. And he was so, so impressed with it and said it's, it, it, it's up there with, with the regions. So, which was, that's a nice uh, part in the back. And it, it, it's good for the coaches to see. Or, it's great for knowing that we, we, we're in the right direction and giving these giving these players the best experience of course we have and the best the best tools to go on the field with. Well, it seems, I know we're only two weeks into the new season, but the results indicate it's going to be very close, you know, in the Premiership Cup. Um, so I think every chance for Ponty to, you know, get in there and maybe win something this season, but um, that's the hope, I'm sure, for everybody involved. Oh, yes, yeah, well, ideally, we, we don't want to lose a game, but we know we've got to be realistic. We have, as, as you said, you know, We've had a lot of new faces in the squad. I think their honeymoon period came to an end last week up in Ebervale. So they know it's going to be a nitty-gritty season. I don't think any game is going to be a high-scoring game because I think defences are very strong at the moment. Um, it's just we've got to learn to be clinical. If we get an opportunity to score, we need to score. And we'll be, we'll be competitive. We'll be, we'll be competitive throughout the season. And uh, fingers crossed. If we are, we'll be there or there about at the end of the season. Well, hopefully so. But Dan, it's been great talking to you again, you know, getting a bit of an insight behind the scenes, how the club works and your role with the club. And um, well, let's hope for a win against Merthyr and wishing you and the squad all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you again, Dan. Yeah, thank you, Geto. Well, there we are. It's been a, a tough start to the season for a, a new look Ponty squad up against two battle-hardened opponents in Newport and Ebbovale. As we mentioned earlier, there'll be no easy games in what is already turning out to be a very competitive Eastern pool of the Indigo Premiership Cup. This coming Saturday's game between Ponty and Arch Valley rivals Merthyr will be a cracker. Dale McIntosh will bring his Ironmen with many former Ponty favourites such as Alex Weber, Chris Phillips, Rhys Williams, Craig Locke, too many to mention in fact, to Sardis Road to front up for what should be an epic derby encounter. The big match kicks off at 2.30pm on Saturday. Admission to the ground is charged at £12 with £10 concessions giving access to all parts of the ground. Under-16s accompanied by a paying adult are allowed in free. So why not come on down to the House of Pain this Saturday to watch some live rugby action and watch the sparks fly. You can of course keep track of all that's going on at Pontypris RFC by logging on to the club website www.ponty.net or on social media platforms at Pontypris RFC. That's a wrap for the Ponty Rugby Show for another week. We hope you've enjoyed. So from me, Gator Davis, it's Hulvaur, and have a good week. Till next week.